Parshas Vayetze. The topic of this week's uh, discussion is the special nature of the Kosel Maravi, of the Kotel, of the Western Wall. Um, in the Shal Sechus, in the response of the Tzitz Eliezer, he quotes a Sefer called the Mogen Vishemesh. He says like this, he says, talks about when he visited the Kosel Maravi. Biboy Sham, when I came there, Hisarati Bibuchia Noira. I was awakened with an amazing crying. Started wailing. Vehemanti Lishmosi, and I believed in, in, in what I heard. Shishamati that I heard that this place sanctifies the heart of a person. And it awakens a tremendous fear. The slavus and a fire atzuma and a strong and a strong fire in the person. That's what this the Morgan Vishemish how he felt when he went to the Kosom Maravi. The um, Tzitzeliezer quote himself says he quotes a Amakubal Rav Yitzchak Pachi in his Sefer the Tov Yerushalayim. He says like this. He says the Gemiri we have a Kabbalah she ain't filosim sham. That if somebody comes to daven there, the tefillah, the prayer doesn't go back empty. Because the divine presence does not move from the kosel. Another example, himself, the tzitzel himself says in this in this tshuva, he says we'll, we'll soon see how he why he says it this way. But he says when Yeshua came, it is answered what we discussed until now. Why people run to this place with a chief of pnimis, with an inner push. is because there in that place shines the light of the shechina of the divine presence, Tamid, continually. Our discussion will be based upon some of the things that that uh, the Tzitzel discusses in this tshuva. This tshuva appears in volume number 10, uh, number 1. Responds to number 1. He says that it's told about some gedolim also, uh, for example, the Radvaz. It is told that they had an experience where they, where they saw the Divine Presence. They saw the Shekhin itself when they came to the Koso. He quotes another Sefer. Quotes another Sefer that talks about um, why people didn't want to leave. This Savior is called Harovis Yerushalayim. Why people didn't want to leave the, uh, why people didn't want to leave Yerushalayim even when there were tremendous taxes being put on there by the Goyim. He says like this. He says that Our God, we aspire to Him. He stands by the wall. The Divine Presence does not leave the Kosel. To watch all the needs of the Jewish people in every place that they are. And because Hashem loves us so much, He wants to be with us. He wants to live with us in this holy place. Even though He sees Goyim, He sees non-Jews dancing in this place. Still Hashem wants to be there. How could it be that it could come upon the heart of a person who is called a Jew? That the, that the, that the merciful father has given him the schus to live in Yerushalayim? To leave it. Because of some taxes? And to leave Yerushalayim. To leave the place as uh, bereaved by itself, like an almana, like a widow. So we all know that this is a special, that the, that the, the Kosa Maravi is a special place. So in, in our discussion this evening, I'd like to perhaps maybe open up some uh, understanding as to why that's the case. What is the Western Wall. Maravi from the word Mairav, which means West. Western Wall. The Kosa Maravi, the Kosa, or the Koto, or whatever it's called. Okay, so we start in this week's Pasha, Pasha Vayetze. In Pasha Vayetze, 
The Torah tells us, Yaakov left Be'er Sheva and he went to Haran to follow the instructions that were given in his previous parasha from his parents that he should go find the Shirach. So the Torah tells us that he, uh, he, he, he came to this place and he had a vision. He slept in this place. He had a vision. There was a, a ladder. The ladder reached the, the heavens. And there were, there were angels going up and down. And Hashem was on top of the ladder, and Hashem uh, spoke to him and, and gave him a bracha. That's what it says in the parsha. So Rashi learns like this. Rashi learns that the place where the place where Yaakov was was the Beis Hamikdash. The place that he passed was the uh, the temple, the Temple Mount, and. Rashi says like this. Yaakov, the way that Rashi learns is Yaakov left Beersheba. Yaakov left Beersheba and he went to Haran. That's his, that was his traveling. He went to Haran. When he came to, when he came to Haran, he realized that he passed the Beis Amigdash place and he didn't daven. So he decided he was going to go back. He went back and he reached Beis El, which is north or further than, than the Beis Amigdash. And Hashem said, why should he go all the way back to the Beis Amigdash? The Beis Amigdash will pick itself up and move itself to Beis El. So the Beis Amigdash met him, or the whole Yushalayim met him in Beis El. That's what happened. And Yaakov davened there. And the ladder uh, stood, the ladder was standing in Beersheba. It reached to Beis El. And in the middle of the ladder was corresponding to the, uh, the Beis Amigdash. So that when the Pasuk says, that he met this place, it means that he met the Beis Amigdash on the way in Beis El. That's that's what he was, and he called it. He said that this is the base of Hakim. This is the house of Hashem. Hashemayim, and this is the and this is the Shah Hashemayim. This is the gate of heaven. So Rashi explains that Shah Hashemayim. What does this mean? Malkam Tefillah. It's a place to daven. La'alus Tefillah from Hashemayim. That this is where the Tefillah. This is where the davening goes up to the Shemayim. Right. The Midrash the Medrash is to base on Migdash Shomal and Machav and Begin Kenegim Shemayim Shomata. That there's two Bati Migdashes. There's two temples. There's one that's the base on Migdash. That's on in Yerushalayim, and there's one based on English that's corresponding to it on the top. It's based upon the measures, and it's found in the Gemara also. So there's the on Yaakov the in, the, in, the, in the heavens. Okay. There's, a, there's a spiritual, there's a spiritual based on English. For example, the the um, the Nefshachayim discusses in the beginning, the first shah. He says that actually it's impossible to destroy the base on English unless the base on English on top is destroyed. So he says that the people, people with their actions and their free will, control whether or not the base on English on top is, exists. So when we see the base on English on the bottom being destroyed, that is just a natural consequence of the fact that the base on English on top is destroyed, and they exist, they coexist together, and one gives, I guess, power to the other, or they have to exist at the same time. That's an example of such a discussion. So that's, that's one thing. And also the tefillahs, the tefillah, the davening of the, of the Jewish people go up through this place. And when Yaakov saw the Beis HaMikdash, he said, How uh, fearful is this place? Right? This is the house of God. So therefore, the Beis HaMikdash, the part of the Beis HaMikdash, is that place is, that place the Beis HaMikdash is the Shah Shemaim, it's the gate to heaven, and it's also the place that corresponds to the, to the base of Migdash Shomala. On top. You put stones down to sleep. Yes, this is the same, the same incident. Yeah. The same incident here, Rashi says that the, the stones that he placed down was the, the, the stone upon where the urn stood, where the, where the urn was in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, in the Holy of Holies, and that, that stone actually went to the depths, and that stone is from where the, the world is built or stands or whatever. That's a whole different discussion. Is that so Rashi learns that the ladder, really the middle of it, was it was in his dream, but it was it was a prophetic vision. The ladder was in Beersheba. The ladder was standing in Beersheba. It reached the base L, and in the middle, the middle of the ladder, the slope of the ladder corresponded to the base of Migdash. Oh, but this is all a dream. That the base of it's a dream, but it's not a dream. It's like a it's a vision that he had. It's a, it's in the void. It's not just like he was making it up in his mind. This was information that was being imparted to him through his dream faculties. Okay, that's where Rashi learned. So Rashi learns that the Beis Amidash proper, the place, the property is called Shara Shamayim and Okay, the Ramban disagrees. The Ramban disagrees with Rashi, and the Ramban says that first of all, whenever we say that somebody has Kritus Adarach, that they travel very quickly, right, 
it means that they travel very quickly. Because we, basically what Chazal says is that Yaakov traveled from, um, from Beersheba to Haran basically in one day. He went, he had Kvitsa Saderach, he, he, he ran, he, he ran in one day. He was the, the original Flash. Okay? So he, or what do they call the little guy in the, uh, the Incredibles? He, you know, he just ran to the, to the place. So Rashi learns, Rashi learns that not only did he run to the place fast, but, but the Beis Amigdash also ran to meet him. That's what Rashi learns. So the, the Ramban says that the Gemara that mentions this, uh, this idea that Yaakov went fast also says that Yaakov's experience was the same as Eliezer Ever Avraham. When Eliezer was, was sent by Avraham to find the Shirach for Rivka, he also arrived at the place that he was going to uh, in one day. And the Ramban says that nothing happened to Eliezer. Nothing else moved for him. He moved. So therefore it must be that Yaakov was moving himself to make stood where stayed where it was. So the Ramban learns that there's really two opinions. One opinion, there's two opinions in the Medrash, and this is a disagreement between the Ramban and Rashi as to, as to w- what happened here. But according to, according to Rabbi Yossi ben Zimra, he says like this, he says that the base amigda, that the ladder was in Beersheba, and the end of the ladder reached the base amigdash. It didn't go to base El. The ladder was in Beersheba, and it reached the base amigdash. That's the way it was. So, um, that's where he saw the angels go up, up and down. And he knew that Beersheba is the Shara Shamayim, which is a good place to daven. And the Beis Amigdash is the Beis Elohim. So Yaakov saw, Yaakov saw this ladder, and he realized when he called, when it says that he called this place Shara Shamayim, the gate of heaven, that was talking about Beersheba. When he called the place Beis Elohim, the house of God, that was talking about the Beis Amigdash. So the ladder who stood in Beersheba, reached to the Beis Amigdash, and Yaakov understood from that vision that Beersheba is the good place to daven, and the Beis Amigdash is the, is the house of Hashem where the, the avodah, the service, can be done properly. So the Shara Shamayim, according to this opinion, is really called Beersheba. That's the best place to daven. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yossi ben Zimra. The opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Simon, he holds that the latter was in the Beis Amigdash, and it reached Basel. In other words, he was sleeping in Jerusalem. He was, according to everybody, he was sleeping in Jerusalem. Except according to Rashi, Jerusalem came to him. And according to the Ramban, he went back to Jerusalem. According to the Ramban, what happens like this. He flashed his way to Haran. He realized he passed the Beis Amikdash, so he went back to the Beis Amikdash. And that's where he placed his stones and right. went to sleep. Right. Then he went back to Haran. And then after he got married and came back to Beis El, that's, where, uh, that's how he wound up in Beis El. No, she's, uh, no, she's uh, by a fraud, by Beis Lechem. She's a very Beis Lechem. So according to Rabbi Yossi ben Zimra, the latter stood in Yerushalayim and it reached Beis El. So he called the Beis Amigdash Beis Elokim, the house of Hashem, and he called Beis El the Shara Shamayim. The Beis Amigdash is the place of service. Beis El is the Shara Shamayim, the good place to daven and to do service. What? No, Yerushalayim, only according to Rashi, Yerushalayim is Beis El, because Beis El is really a separate place. It's only when Yerushalayim moved to Beis El. Oh, That's when Yerushalayim became Beis El, but otherwise it's a separate place, according to everybody else. Wasn't the ladder going up? Yes. But the ladder was going up. But it, corresponding, corresponding, it, you know, it, it stopped. If you would draw a line from the bottom to the top of the ladder, it stopped by Beis El, it stopped whatever you, whatever you want to say. So according to Ramban, according, so we have three opinions of what, everybody agrees the Beis El will kill Mizabi Samigdash, but Shara Shamayim is three different places. It can either be, the, the gate of heaven can either be uh, Be'er Sheva, Beis El, or Yerushalayim. That's the Shara Shemayim. But then the Ramban quotes the Pekid of Abel Ozzi, and the Pekid of Abel Ozzi is like this. Those places may be our up. Why? No, I mean, when I said the, it's the north. ladder going north. up, I meant the How ladder. How is Beersheba north? No, not Beersheba. The other places are north. Beersheba is south. Beersheba is south, but the ladder started at Beersheba. Like right, right. That's the way the ladder went. That's what I thought. What? I thought the ladder went vertically. No, no. It's, it's, it's sloped. It's sloped. According to Ramban, according, 
Yeah, with the clouds. It slopes. It slopes. That's the lotion of the marriage. The expression of the marriage is that the slope of the ladder reached a certain place. Whatever. Okay, so we have three different places what's called Shashimah, and now he quotes another medrash called the Pirkei the Rebbelazer. He quotes the Pirkei the Rebbelazer that says like this, He's uh, King Yaakov, Yaakov got up in the morning, with a tremendous fear, he said that this is the house of Hashem. He was afraid, he said, what fearful is this place. From here you learn, says the Pirkei the Rebbelazer, Anybody who davens in Yerushalayim, it's as if they're davening in front of the Kisakov and in front of the honorable throne of Hashem. Shishar Shamayim Hu says the Pirkei of This is the gate of heaven. So the Pirkei of also, like Rashi, calls the Beit Hamidrash the Shara Shamayim. Pesuach Lishmoyet Tzvilosim Yisrael. It is open to listen to the Tzilos of the Jewish people, to listen to the prayers of the Jewish people, which. Um, corresponds to the Kabbalistic Sefer that is quoted by the Titeliyaz that when person davens by the Kosel so his um, his thrillers don't come don't don't come back come and answer it Shinema as it says not thrillers come but here it's special more I don't know I don't know not thrillers come and answer but this one is more answered I guess some thrillers maybe do come and answer because it says change thrillers and jump because they come the thrillers don't come back empty I don't know. I guess more is answered more directly. Maybe to, to the to the request. That's a separate topic to to understand what what feel is exactly, um, and it would be unfair to because uh, the, the, the question of feel is, is very philosophical. It's a tremendously philosophical. It's a philosophical issue. And Hashem knows what we need. If he knows what we need, so then why do we have to ask him for it for him? Why do we have to ask him many times? And we're going to get it anyway, so then why why should we ask him for it? So what does it mean that we get answered or we don't get answered? It's a separate topic. But anyway, the tzvil is Right, so the general, I just read a safer that says that... Yeah, but Hashem gives us what we need, so then we have free choice to choose. But why do we ask him for it? Maybe if we ask him for we ask him for a car, we don't need the car. He, he knows what we need. We don't need a car. Why do we ask? Maybe we're asking for something we don't need, or maybe hurtful to us. I just I just read a safer. Uh, I forgot uh, who wrote it. It's about it's about these issues, and he basically says that when we daven, so we we're on a higher level. We change ourselves before we daven. We're person X. After we daven, we're person Y. Because now we're closer to Hashem, we're more spiritual, we're more connected because of our davening. And once we change ourselves, then we deserve to be treated differently. And Hashem gives us what He uh, would have not given us before we daven. So before we daven, we're person A. After we daven, we're person B. So person A, you wouldn't need to give him the car to. Person B does give the car to. So through davening, we transfer ourselves from person A to person B. So Hashem gives us the car because now we're person B. So you could say the same thing over here by the coastal. You could say that when you come to the coastal, you get very inspired because it's a shahar shaman. So therefore, we're, we were person A before we came to the coastal. Now we're person B. So therefore, we change. And therefore, the feels always get answered because it's not possible not to be inspired when you come to the coastal. Right? So therefore, a person can daven and not be answered theoretically if they don't change through their daven. But by the coastal, you're always going to get changed, like the space. Okay, it's a whole discussion. Fine. So Shinema, as it says, Vizeh Shara Shamayim. So according to this Medrash, Hashem also this Medrash agrees with Rashi a little bit uh, that this that Yaakov called this place Shara Shamayim, and he called it he called it Beis Elokim. Then he talks about the stone, uh, the the Mateva that he set up, etc. Fine. The Ramban's whole point here is, is to disagree with Rashi. The Ramban basically says, whatever marriage you want to say, whatever opinion you want to say, only the people do the flashing, not the places. And so, however, whatever marriage you want to learn, it's Yaakov who is moving quickly, none of the places are moving quickly. Okay? That's his main disagreement with Rashi, which is not our Indian, but we see from the Ramban the following. Which will, which leads us into our discussion, is already part of our discussion because we're already talking for 20 minutes. But you see from the Ramban that the base of Midas is a special place. You see from the Ramban and Rashi and the Mephoshim, you see that this place is the Shana Shemaim. It is the gate of heaven, according to some opinions. And it is the base of Okim, it is the house of God. And it also corresponds to the base of Midas Shalmala. So there's something to, to the, to the base of Midas that's above. So therefore, this place is special. Because of these reasons, and that's why 
because this place is special, because of these reasons, that's why there's an yearning and there's a, a special reaction that the Jewish people have when they come to the coastal and when they come to Daven there. That's what you see from here. But there, but there is no more uh, one above it now because it was destroyed. What? No more. Right. So according to this, there isn't one above it, right? Right. According to this, there isn't one above it. But there, this, we'll see that the Medrash says this is this is our discussion. The Medrash does say we'll see that the Medrash says that the scene is still there. The divine presence is still there. So the Medrash says, for example in many places but here is one place the medicine is like this um Amr Ravacha Ravacha said Ravacha said this is the Medrash in Medrash Rabbah in Shemos 2-2 Amr Amr Ravacha Ravacha said La'olam ain Forever, the Shechina does not move from the Koisal Maravi. The Shechina does not move from the uh, the Western Wall, the Divine Presence. Shinemar, as it says in Shir Hashirim, Shinemar, as it says, This Hashem stands, literally, Hashem stands, it says here like this, in Shir Hashirim 2 9. My beloved is similar to a deer. Or to a young ram. He stands on the back of the, on the, back of the wall. He watches from the windows. And he looks from the, uh, the crevices. Or he looks from the, from the, the open places. So the Medrash here understands. That what does it mean? Acher Koslenu. So here, the, the commentary of the Mahazav explains that the word Acher means after. Acher Kaslenu, after the wall. So what does that mean, Acher Kaslenu? Says the Mahazav, Acher Achuben. It means after the destruction. Hashem stands after destruction, Kaslenu, on our wall. Which is our wall? The Kaiso Maravi. Hashem is always there. And for that reason, says the Mahazav, the Medrash also says, and this is the Medrash that I have, is in uh, the Medrash in Echa. The Medrash says that the curse of Maravi will never get destroyed. Medrash Echa 131, towards the end, it says that the, it says towards the end that the curse of Maravi will never get destroyed. It's never, it's never, there's a, I guess it's a, it's a promise, it's a vision, it's a nevuah, it's um, a statement of Chazal that the, the Western Wall will always be intact. And the reason for that is, it seems to be, the reason for that is, is because the Shekhinah is always there. So therefore it can't be destroyed. I don't know if the people who are trying to destroy it know about this, but whether they do or not, it's still standing. Okay? So that's what the, the Medrash says. The Medrash says that the, the Kosel, the Medrash says that the Kosel is still, is still intact. So, Esther was asking a question. Not enough. Answer is asking a question. <laughs> like this. The the uh is asking the question of the being in Sion. The the Shalashuvas actually the Bingantian's son. Rabbi the author of the Orochlinaire, Rabbi Yaakov Yukov Etlinger, the Bingantian, volume one, number three, his son asked him the following question. The Gemara says in Tractate Jew on page 21b. Gemara like this. The Gemara says that there were five things that were missing. Um, there were five things that were missing in the base of Midash, in the second base of Midash. The difference between the first base of Midash and the second base of Midash. So the Gemara says like this. These are the five things that were missing. Shari base might be Mikdash Rishon. They were in the first base of Midash. Lemikdash Shani, and they were they were not. There, there, was be, there was the difference between the first base of Midrash and the second base of Midrash. Very really, these are them. Aron v'kaporis v'kruvim, according to Rashi, the Aron, the, the Ark, the kaporis, the cover of the Ark, the kruvim, the cherubs that are on top of it. That's one. Eish, the fire. V'shechina, the divine presence. V'ruach ha-kodesh. V'urim v'tumim. And the, the divine presence. 
the Ruach HaKodesh, divine inspiration, in other words, a type of Nevoah, and the Urim V'tumim, the Urim V'tumim is a dispute what that is, but it's a communication with the Kohen Gadol from Hashem. Okay? So, these are the five things that I mentioned. One of those things that I mentioned are the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence. The Divine Presence was, the Shekhinah was in the first base on Mikdash, and the Shekhinah was not in the second base on Mikdash. And that's what the Gemara says, the Rabbi Akiva Egeya points out that in the Medrash, in Pasha's Baaloscha, instead of the Shekhinah being on the list, it says Menorah. So the Shekhinah, according to, according to this Medrash, the Shekhinah was both in the first base of Midash and the second base of Midash. Uh, but according to the Gemara, the Menorah was not in the first base, was in the first base of Midash, was not in the second base of Midash. That's what it sounds like from the, if I understood, if I understood the Rabbi Kiraigo correctly. What? The menorah was in the first, not in the second. The menorah was for sure in the first. It was not in the second. Okay? So, according to this medrash, so, so, according to this, according to Rabbi Kivayger, according to, again, according to Rabbi Kivayger, it's not a problem, right? The medrash. The medrash says that the, the Shekhinah never left the coast of Maravi that we mentioned. And, according to Rabbi Kivayger, the Shekhinah was in the first and the second base on Midrash. Fine. But uh, Esther is asking that it was destroyed. So perhaps maybe once it was destroyed, it left. Fine. So now his, his, his son asked him the following question, that the Rambam holds that the Beis Amigdah, that the Shekhinah was in the Shekhinah was in the first Beis Amigdash and the second Beis Amigdash. So the son asked him that the Gemara says not like that. We just said that the Gemara says that the Shekhinah was in the first base of Midrash, but it was not in the second base of Midrash. How does the Rambam Paskin not like the Gemara? So according to the Medrash, the Rabbi Kivayi quotes not a problem. Because maybe if the Rambam is learning like the Medrash, that it's the Menorah, not the, Shekhin, not the Shekhinah. So then the Shekhinah was in the first base of Midrash and the second base of Midrash. Right? And it's the Menorah that was the difference. But according to the Gemara, the Rambam is a problem. Next, another question that the Binyantin himself brings up is, is that every single morning we say in davening, or every single day we say in davening. What do we say? We ask Hashem to return the Shekhinah to Tzion. So if that's the case, so you see from the davening, we, we, the presupposition of the davening is that the Shekhinah is not in Tzion, and we're asking the Rabban Hashem that he should return the Shekhinah to Tzion. So the Shekhinah is not there. How does the Ram say that the Shekhinah is still there? That's the question. The Medu says that the Shekhinah never leaves. So that's what the Rambam is understanding. But what about the Gemara? What about the Gemara? So, the Binyantian has a very interesting idea. And this is probably the MS of the, of the, of the whole thing. Right? The Binyantian is like this. There was a Kaifer, there was a, uh, a denier, literally, um, that asked Rambam Gamliel the following question. This is a Gemara in Tractate Sanhedrin on page 39a. The Gemara says like this. He asked him, um, he said to him, he said to him like this, you say that whenever ten people get together for a minion, the Shekhin is there. The Divine Presence is there. So he asked him, he said, what happens if there's many minyonim, right? There's a minion in, in Gibraltar, there's a minion in Phoenix, there's a minion in Yerushalayim. So does the Shekhinah go all over the place? How does the Shekhinah, are there, how many Shekhinahs are there? That was the Kaifer's question, okay? That's what he answered him. So Raman Gamliel said, Raman Gamliel said to him like this. He said, let me ask you a question. When you say that the sun is shining in, in, in a house, how many suns does Hashem have? If the sun is shining in, 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 in your house, the sun is shining in my house, so there's two suns. He says, no, right? The same way that the sun is found in two different places at the same time, so to the Shekhinah could be at two different places at the same time. The same way that the light of the sun can shine in two homes, so too the light of the so too the Shekhinah can shine in two minyanim. That's what he said to him. If you're going to say that one of the thousands of servants of Hashem is, fa- is there like that in the whole world, so Shechinte, the 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 Shechinah, the divine presence of Hashem, Allah has come, come, certainly it's found in different places at once. 
So says the Binyan what does the Gemara mean? The Gemara means to say that the colloquialism, that the, 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 the expression of how we speak is when we say that the sun is shining in a room, we don't actually mean that the sun uh, um, extricates itself from the place where it is and moves to our home. What we mean is that the light of the sun travels the miles that are necessary, the, the millions of miles that are necessary from the sun to our home. That's what we mean. Right? That's when we say, that, that, that's what we mean. So he says like this. He says that there is two different types of Hashem. There is Hashem himself, so to speak. There is what we call the cover Hashem, the honor of Hashem, His glory. And then there is the divine influence of Hashem. It's not Hashem himself, but it's the divine influence that comes from the Rabbana Shalom. It's two different things. And one, one is more acute of the presence of Hashem than the other. So he says like this, when we say that the Shechina, that the divine presence in a, is in a certain place, it doesn't mean to say that the Shechina, which is called the honor of Hashem itself, is in this place. What it means is it's the light of the Kiddusha, the light of the holiness, that emanates, and shines, that shines from that honor of Hashem. That that place is hidden. It shines on that place. Says the Binyan Siyan, that now with that idea, we can resolve all the issues. When we say that the Divine Presence leads a place, we're talking about the actual Kavod Hashem, as He calls it, itself. When we say that, I sh- that, the covet of, that the honor of Hashem is still there in the Beis Hamidash, we're not talking about the covet of Hashem Himself. We're talking about the, this divine influence that shines from Hashem is still there. Therefore, when the Medrash says that the Shechina is Los Daza Maravi, it's talking about the divine influence that shines there. When we're asking in Atzvilas that Hashem should, that the Machazir Shechina saw it Zion, that the Shechina should come back to Zion, we're talking about the actual covet of Hashem. When the Rambam Paskins, that, when the Rambam Paskins, that the Shechina is still in Yerushalayim, he's talking about the influence that comes from the secret place of Hashem to Yerushalayim specifically. When the Gemara says that the Shechina, the Kvod Hashem, was missing in the second base Amigdash, it's talking about the cover of Hashem, the essence of, uh, of Hashem Himself. So that resolves all the, all the, all the issues. I don't know. He calls that, he says, Hashechina, the Divine Presence, Hanikra Kvod Hashem, that is called the honor of Hashem, the Atmo itself. Shoreb It sits in that place. For example, he says, if you look in Parshas, uh, I think it's a part. Here's an example. Vayishkon kvod Hashem al Har Sinai. It says that, that Hashem's honor was on Har Sinai. When we say that Hashem came to Har Sinai, we're not just saying that His influence was there, but it means that Hashem, so to speak, as if He could, came Himself to this place. Well, it was too much for us because it was too much. The skin was too acute. Fine. So, there was that, but that's an example. When we're saying the light shining, that's like the sun. No, okay, that's a separate discussion. Well, I, Moshe criticizes the Jewish people for refusing to have Hashem speak to him in, in, in Sefer Dvarim. Uh, and they should have, had, they should have listened to the Asher Sadebus from Hashem instead of Moshe, but that's separate. They should not have, right. Okay, anyway, I just um, read, I'm just reading the middle of reading a statement from Rabbi Shua Heller, and he says that the, actually the Jewish people with that experience changed into uh, people who were the same spiritual levels as Marisham before the first, uh, before the Chet. So, so it was a good experience for them. Okay, but it's a, it's a separate topic. Fine. Um, right, that's what the BNCN says. And that answers, that answers all the questions. So now, now we see from here like this. We see that, we see that the, that the Koisal Maravi, 
according to this medrash, where it says that the Shekhinah Lozoz Misham, is of course, according to the Binyan Sin, is not talking about Hashem Himself essentially, that was in Har Sinai, but it's talking about the divine influence that, that uh, shines, so to speak, on that place. So if Chazal is saying that if Chazal is saying that the that the Shechina does not uh, depart itself from the Kosa Maravi, it, it is saying that the divine influence is most acute, is the strongest, is the most focused on the Kosa Maravi, uh, the, in the place on this universe where the Rabboni Shalom is most felt through the divine influence that comes, that materializes from the spiritual world into the physical world is at the Kosa Maravi. That's basically what comes out from this, from, from our discussion, and from the Binyan Sian. Therefore, right, once it's there already, then uh, the Tfilas are answered, and we have a more spiritual experience, and it's never going to get destroyed, etc. But it doesn't, but there is an aspect of Hashem Himself, the essential Kvod Hashem, that is not there, that is in Golas with us. Okay. Yeah, so the, the Ramban and Rashi and the Gemara, based upon the Gemara and on page 111, uh, B, I think it is, say that Chazal uh, say that if somebody who lives outside of Eretz Yisrael considers that they don't have a God. So, because, the, because the, just to put it shortly, because Hashem is in Yerushalayim and Eretz Yisrael, and He's not, so to speak, outside of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, a person who lives outside of Eretz Yisrael is as if they don't have a direct relationship with Hashem, and so there's a more direct relationship with Hashem in Yerushalayim. Is that what you're referring to? And therefore, the mitzvahs that Ramban says, the Ramban actually says this, the mitzvahs that we do outside of Eretz Yisrael, I think it's a part of Bayera, the mitzvahs we do outside of Eretz Yisrael is just only for practice when we move to Eretz Yisrael. It's only practice. The Ramban also says that in Parshas, um, Parshas Vayera too, the Ramban says that the people of Zdom, we discussed this at, at length one time, the people of Zdom got punished for what they did because they were in Eretz Yisrael. If they would have been outside of Eretz Yisrael, they would have never got punished because there are people that did much worse than they did. But they didn't get punished as much as, uh, as the people of Zdom because Eretz Yisrael cannot tolerate such behavior. The Ramban repeats himself also in Parshas, I think, or so similar in Parshas yeah, yeah, that's what he says. The Ramban explains in Parsha Zacharymos, he says that when Hashem deals with other places, this is also in Gemara and Tainus, when Hashem deals with other places, He uses angels to bring the divine influence through the angels to the other places, Malachim. But with Eretz Yisrael, He deals Himself. So therefore, Eretz Yisrael cannot tolerate dysfunctional behavior that is against the Torah, uh, and therefore the reaction of Eretz Yisrael is much worse than it is outside of Israel for the same exact behavior. Right. In Eretz Israel, yeah. It goes, it goes, based on Megdash, it goes based on Megdash, uh, you know, Yerushalayim, and then places outside of Yerushalayim. In our case, according to Ramban, maybe Beisel, uh, Be'er Sheva, you know. So wait, but, uh, but the whole is uh, the same. It's not. It's not. You the It's the Kosel Maravi. The Makama Mikdash. No, no. There's levels of, of spirituality. There's levels of spirituality. And the levels of spirit, the, the, there's levels of the, the presence of the, the divine presence of Hashem's influence. And those levels are the most acute in Eretz Yisrael proper as opposed to everything else. Yeah. Okay. Now, there is a quote, the Tzitzel Yezer quotes, okay, I mean, he, he quotes the responsa. Here's an interesting discussion here. He talks about the opinion of the Maril Biskin. The Maril Biskin apparently holds that you're allowed to put your hands on the, uh, on the coast of Maravi. He has this discussion uh, about, uh, as to why you're allowed to do that, but uh, he concludes that you are. He says, he explains why. We, I'm not sure if we're going to have the time. Rather, I want to talk about the Shal Sutu with the response of the Radvaz that he quotes uh, in Simon Tafresh Memches. The Radvaz has asked the following question. Okay. Well, that's the question that was posed to the Mariel Diskin, to the, the, the Rabbi Diskin. It was posed to him, and he said that you are around him. He discusses why. Because uh, the Kosa Maravi has Kedusha, apparently. 
it has Kiddusha. He concludes that, he concludes, he says that the actual, the stones, according to the Maldiskin, the stones of the Kosomarabi are not holy themselves, but the place in which they stand are Kineged Shah Shemayim, like we discussed, they correspond to the, the gates of heaven, and Mela, the place there is holy, so therefore you're allowed to put your hands there, but, uh, but it still has to be treated with, uh, with the appropriate behavior. No, I don't, no, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I didn't get a chance to read the entire tshuva. Okay, so he says like this. He asks the following question. Listen to this question. The Radvaz was asked, what happens if a person was forced or by accident found himself, um, he was forced to do work on the Mokam Mikdash, on the place where the Beis Amin stands, and he wound up between the Kosama Ravi and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. He wound up between the Kosama Ravi and the Holy of Holies where the Ark stood. He was in between. That's what he was doing once. They forced him to be there. And then it came, the Advaz was asked like this. The Advaz was asked, it came time to Davin. Came time to Chakras, Minchamai, whatever. Which way should he face? Should he face... The, should he face the, the, the Kosama Ravi? Because the Medrash says that the Shekhinah has not left the Kosama Ravi. Or should he face the Kodesh HaKadoshim because the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Divine Presence, was in the Holy of Holies on top of the Ark. That's where Hashem spoke to Moshe from, from that place. That's where the Shekhinah was. According to the Ramban, uh, it, it eludes me for the moment, I think it's probably in Sebastian Shuma, the Ramban explains that the top of the Aron is really the throne. The, 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 the wings of the, of the Kuvim uh, on top of the Aron is, is really the, the throne of the Kvod Hashem, of the honor of Hashem. And Hashem was so to speak, sat on top of the Aaron, Kivayachal. So, but now Hashem is not there anymore. But He used to be there. So, where should the person face? Should he face the Kodesh Maravi? Should he face the Kodesh Hakadosh? That was his. That was the Shiloh, right? In case it ever comes up. So he says like this: Daiti, my opinion is, who My opinion is that he should face the Kodesh Hakadosh, not the Kodesh Maravi. Why? Kichol Sharm is bound like everybody else at Davins. Because everybody else at Davins is facing the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Wherever they are, they're facing the Kodesh HaKadoshim on the other side of the wall. So he should face where everybody else is facing. Because right, he, if he's going to face towards the Kodesh Maravi, he's going to be facing them and they're going to be facing him. So he should, everybody should face in the same place. Even though they say that the Shekhinah has not moved from the Kodesh Maravi, he wants to say that the top of the wall is very high. The top of the Kosom Arabi is very high. Therefore, it's considered as if it's its own area. So even if the Shekhinah is there, it's really above the person who is standing below. And therefore, he doesn't have to face that Shekhinah. And even though she is Ah, his back is going to be facing the back of the Kosel, the back of the, the western wall, and therefore the back of the Shechina, which is there. Let's run ball, we don't care. doesn't matter. Even though Kodesh HaKadoshim is destroyed, it still has sanctity. It's still Kodesh. And because it's still Kodesh, he has to face there. You see? He says... We say that the Shekhinah is in every place. Furthermore, the Shekhinah is in every place. So therefore, not only is the Shekhinah in the Kosa Maravi, but the Shekhinah is also in the Shekhinah is also in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. The Divine Presence is also in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. We still furthermore. And this is listen to what here the, 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 Radva, the Radva says. The Lo'uchel I cannot imagine in my mind, says the Radva. Shetiyah Shekhinah Mitsuya Bizman Hazeh Maravi that the Shekhinah should be found today. The Divine Presence should be found today because of Amarabi in the Western Wall. Amongst the tumor, amongst the defilement of the Goyim there. Right? I cannot imagine that the Shekhinah is there where the mask is and the Arabs are walking all over the place. That's what the Advaz is saying. So therefore... Therefore, you don't have to daven. Therefore, you don't have to daven um, facing the Kodesh Maravi because the Shekhinah is not there anyway. Chazal, I the Chazal say Lozos the Shekhinah the Maravi. We said that the Shekhinah is there. 
by the Kosom Arabi, that's what we're saying the whole time. So, the Advar, so how can I say that it's not there? Is it there or not there? What it really means is, when we say that the Shekhinah is not there, what it means is, when we say that the Shekhinah is not left the western wall, what we mean is on the western side of the world. The western side of the world is called the Kosom Arabi. It doesn't mean the actual wall. It just means on the west. And where is the West? The West is around there. That's where it is. But it doesn't mean that the Shekhinah is there. I, Chazal say, but the reason, this is the reason why the Kosom is not going to get destroyed is because the Shekhinah is there. Like we saw in the Medrash in, in Eicha. What about that? So he says, It is because the walls of the Beis Amigdash are, is the, is the Shara Shamayim. Like we saw in the Ramban, it is, the walls correspond to the Beis Amigdash on top. The Western Wall corresponds to where the Shekhinah is. So even though the Divine Presence has left, but if you would draw a straight line from the Kosmari up to the Shamayim, it would lead straight to the Shekhinah. So even though the Shekhinah is not there, but the, the, the airspace that corresponds to the Kosmari is where the Shekhinah is. Therefore, it's not going to get destroyed. Okay? That's what the Advar says. And therefore, you don't have to... So, says the Tzitzeliezer, if we put the Bingham Tion and the Advar together, we could say like this. That the, of course, the, the actual screen itself is not there. It can't be there. The actual Kavod Hashem, the actual Honor Hashem can't be there. Because the Goyim are there, the mosque is there. Can't be, it's a very sad thing like we saw. And therefore, therefore, you're a lot of Davin facing the Kodesh HaKadoshim. But the divine influence is the most, that comes to the world, that influences the world, is the most acute there. Because, as the Radvah says, that place corresponds to the Shemayim where the Shekhinah is. And therefore, the Beis Amin is not going to get destroyed. If we put the Radvahs and the Binyam Tzion together. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there could be a marriage like that. We're not go- I mean, we're not going with that marriage, but it could be a marriage like that. Right. It could be. David I mean, as far as, yeah. Right, he doesn't, he doesn't mention, at least in the part that I read, he doesn't, me- he doesn't mention that medrash. No, it doesn't contradict, no. Not really. A little bit, not really. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Right, right. But, but you would do the same as because David Amalekh built it. Because he built it, that's right. Well, you didn't say why. Oh, because you didn't say Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying from the Radvaz and the, uh, and the BNT, and I'm putting them together. The Tzitzel Yezzi uses it for a different reason. He says that you see from this Radvaz, you see that the actual Divine Presence has left. And so perhaps maybe that's the reasoning behind uh, that, that is similar to the Maral Diskin. That's why you're allowed to touch the wall because because, uh, because you know, the, 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 the spiritual level of the Beis Amidus has changed. It has changed, and it's not the same, and therefore it doesn't have the same, it doesn't have the same Kiddushah. I don't know, maybe. Not according to the mild discipline, but maybe, maybe according to, maybe according to the Vaz, they would not be able to touch it. Perhaps. I don't know, he doesn't, he doesn't say. Okay. Anyway, so this we can understand. He, uh, we only have a few more minutes left, but the the chuba continues for many pages, and obviously we've only we've only touched the topic briefly. But he discusses such things as, if, if, for example, he says that it's not so simple. You're allowed to make a tunnel. You can make a tunnel under the coast of Marabi because it's uh, because he says you perhaps maybe uh, transgress a negative commandment. So he goes into a whole discussion. Yeah, yeah. So to, to make these, you have to, you have to know exactly where to dig. He says it's not, it's not so simple. And he discusses the issue. He discusses where you're allowed to go. This, and it comes in discussion. It's a holy place where you're allowed to go there. But 
just to finish off with this uh, the division story that we had, and then we're done with this. He says like this. He says if you look in the uh, Shema Gedolim, which is written by the Chido, it's it's basically a biography of Tzadikim and the Swan that they wrote. So for for the entry from for Rabbi Avram Halevi Bruchim Zal, he says like this. Shehu Hakadosh Shemua the Rabbi Avraham Alevi Bruchim saw the divine presence, ayin ba'ayin, the hekit be eye to eye, while he was awake, the Kaisal Amaravi. And he says the story is quoted in uh, in another sefer, the sefer Chorus Itim, from Kamenitz, the uh, Du, and you should know Kiatfila the Sham Navas Milev, the davening there flows from the heart. Hamispalo of the one of David. Zachazin oimid etzol ha'even achas. The chazin stands next to one stone. Sheoimim shisham nizgasa hashchina otzadik echad. That they say that there's a stone by the Kosher Maravi where the divine presence has uh, revealed itself to otzadik. Then it's mentioned in another sefer called Shari Yushalayim about the Radvaz that we discussed, and he says the Yishoid keeser amos kosel hanigra ba'avonim. There is ten amos, which is about twenty feet of the koso, which I think are covered by stone. They don't let Jews to go there. Because the Radvaz was there. Here, there he had the divine revelation. You know, he saw the Shechina. I don't know. I didn't have enough time to research whether they know where this place is. The Jews from then on, since the Radvaz had that revelation, they would daven and cry there. They called Tzaka with a crying voice. Therefore, the Arabs uh, fenced off this place because of on him with a stone wall. Because this is the place where they have their courts. And they say that when the Jews daven uh, over there and they cry, they mess up their 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 kavana, uh, their their concentration when they're making the judgment. Okay, it sounds like it's somewhere on the north side. So I guess it would be closer to the if you're facing the Kosel, right? Uh, you're facing the east. So if you're facing the east, on the left is north, right? So it's somewhere to the it's somewhere to the left. That that uh, this place is where the Radvaz had. Uh, I know that's what it says in this safer. I don't know exactly. Anyway, so these are some of the things. In summary, this is what we said. We said that the Kosa Maravi is a special place, and it is embedded in the psyche of the Jewish people, and it is hinted to in the Rishonim in uh, in, in 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 this week's Parsha and Parshas by Eitzay. And this is Yaakov recognized. And said, Man He said, How fearful is this place? Because he had that recognition, and because he knew that this place, according to some Russian, was is the Shara Shemayim. It is the gate to heaven and the base of what came in the house of God. Thank you. Good job.